Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today and so excited to introduce you to Anna. She is absolutely fantastic. You know, not only is Anna just really extraordinary in her way of thinking, but in her ability to share hard truths and to share moments that were pretty challenging for her and how she was able to triumph through that through those moments. I know that this episode is going to provide you encouragement, help you feel solidarity, and also be able to expand your mind into what's possible for you and what's possible for our society as a whole. I know that you're going to love this episode, and I'm really excited to introduce you to Anna. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today and um, talking through. I'm really excited for the listeners to hear your perspective and um all about your well I don't even want to give it away I don't want to give it away yet so I'm wondering if you could just introduce yourself to the listeners and then we'll jump into things thank you so much for having me Uh, my name is Honor Robinson Um, I am on the west coast I'm a mom of two and a uh, work full-time I um, started a blog on the side I'm very avid fan of Rachel Hollis Uh, So uh, that's pretty much my life right now. That's awesome. Thank you so much for talking us through that. I love Rachel Hollis as well, um, which is how we got connected. And um, I just think that the the work that she does, you know, one, I think it's just more, I don't know if you feel like this, but it's more relatable to me than than work that a lot of other people are doing in that type of like personal development um, world. And it's just been great to like, you know, just see the community as well. And I love, I don't know your perspective on this, but I love the fact that they always, always make it inclusive for everybody. And they say that time and time again, you don't have to look the same, believe the same, be the same. And that to me just feels really, really great. I agree. I love that about this community. Um, it's just so awesome. Uh, and it's, it, Rachel Hollis is my introduction into the world of personal development. I've been, I guess people have planted seeds of it before, but Uh, She is the person that really, like, I related to and kind of gave me that push to, you know, kind of speak to me as a mom and uh, a woman, and we're almost similar age, so uh, I just, I just love her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she definitely, there's something about the truth and the way that she shares the truth that I'm like, yep, this feels real. This (laughs) This feels like I'm just sitting down with a friend talking about, like, the crazy things that happen as a mom, so or a woman or, you know, whatever that may be. So it's pretty cool. Well, I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the transition that happened in your life this summer and what really came of it? Because I think it's, I think it just speaks volume to you as a person and your ability and resiliency. So I would love for you just to kind of talk the listeners through your experience. Yeah, so uh, this summer I went through a major life change, um, took some took control of my life and um, decided I needed to move. Um, so I moved across town with my children and um, it was, you know, a really rough season, uh, end of a tough season. 
um, had to get through it and also had a lot of prior commitments um, prior to moving. I didn't think that the move was going to affect me in the way that it did, but it really did. You know, you, you're moving your life. Everything is uh, taking an emotional toll. And then you have all these other prior commitments that you don't want to, you know, not do. So I had to just kind of get through that whole season um, get through life and all the commitments of, you know, the kids' birthday parties and things like that that I had to still get through. Um, but I decided that I needed to take some time for me and to kind of recharge and to refocus. So I um, actually moved out on July 28th, and then I looked to the future and said, okay, the whole month is September. I'm taking that off. I'm going to make that self-care September, and I'm going to completely block my calendar and call it self-care September. Out of that, I decided that I would only engage in activities that added to my peace, joy, and rest for an entire month. So can you tell me how you chose the words peace, joy, and rest and, and what those meant to you in that moment? What it meant to me in the moment was kind of taking control of my life and what I decided that fuels me. I'm I'm a Christian. I read uh, devotionals and things like that. And one of them that I was listening to was talking about like finding joy. Um, And so I decided that I wanted to find joy. I wanted to center myself in peace and then also find rest in this season because it took such an emotional toll on me. Um, that I needed to kind of just rest from all that labor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, even as you were just talking about like your prior commitments that you had, I mean, that just feels really heavy. I mean, I think about, uh, you know, a lot of times in my life when I have maybe not even necessarily intended to, but just have had a lot of things going on, whether it's for kids or whatever that looks like, or, you know, professionally or personally, and it just gets to be pretty overwhelming. But I would imagine, too, you add the transition on top of that, that would be literally exhausting. Yeah, I thought I would take the weekend to move and then I would be like back to my life this weekend and it did not, it was not suitable. So, yeah, it was a lot of, you know, on top of that with the boxes and everything like that, it was just a lot of like kind of chaos for a second there. Uh, So I was like, I just, I need peace, I need joy and I need rest. Um, in this season. I love that. I love that you were able to see that. Isn't that funny though? Sometimes like we have these great plans for life. Like I just need a weekend. Like it'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It happens. You're like, oh wait, maybe I need a little bit more time for for this. Exactly. You know, I think though. And just to be gracious. Sorry. No, go ahead. And just to be gracious with yourself. um, I was like expecting my kids to be like right back on their same sleep schedule in a new house and Um, You know, just trying to just thinking that everything was going to be the same and it just wasn't. And I had to be graceful with myself and gracious with my children um, during this time because it was a transition for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if kids are excited about a new adventure or a new house or whatever that is, it still is a change. And so absolutely, I would imagine that would be challenging. Can you remind me how old are your kids? They are at uh, seven and nine. Seven and nine. Okay. At the time, they were seven and eight. Seven yep. and eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, yeah, I would imagine that that you know, if they're moving away from friends or whatever that is, that brings like a whole new element of things too at that age. So exactly. Yeah. So, 
that happened in September. We're now in January. I can't believe that, to be honest with you, but <laughs> we're now in January. Um, so I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what, if, if you feel comfortable sharing, like what are some things that you did during um, self-care September, things that you said yes to or no to, and how have you continued to incorporate that um, even throughout now? Yeah, so it definitely has radically changed the way that I say yes to events and things that I want to do, like on my weekends and in my free time. Um, What I did, like I said, I blocked my calendar. Um, I only accepted things. I added to my peace, joy, and rest. And one of them was um, I joined a book club, which happened to be with a a new mom um, from my daughter's kindergarten class. But I didn't know any of the other ladies in the same kind of vein as the Rachel Hollis message. People that don't look like me, don't believe like me, don't act like me but we were all reading Girl, Wash Your Face, yes. um, Rachel Hollis. So we all connected on that. I met some like wonderful ladies that I probably wouldn't have seeked out in my uh, you know, normal life um, yeah. in this community, in this space. It was really cool. So I, I just feel like that time freed me up to um, you know, go to this book club and join it. Um, another thing is I connected with a few friends. Um, I went out to dinner with, you know, just one-on-one with friends, with group group of friends, with girlfriends. Um, I created a vision board um, during that month. On a Saturday, I decided I was going to walk to the library and um, went there and discovered that they have magazines for 10 cents each. Oh, nice. uh, and so I decided to, yeah. So I got a vision and kind of like just um, planned and focused and thought about what I wanted for my life. I journaled um, both in like a start today journal and then also like just a free form putting thoughts out on paper journal. Mm -hmm. Another thing is I wrote thank you notes to people that had supported me through the difficult season. Um, And it was really, really, really therapeutic. Um, I like bawled crying when I was writing thank you notes to my parents. Um, It makes me emotional just talking about it right now absolutely um so uh it was really 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 good it was a good month for me um I walked the trail uh there's a trail by my um, house and talked to people uh talked to strangers said good morning to everyone I met and just just really opened me up to my environment my community at large and expanding my horizons um to based on my old normal to like a new normal of like just you know what do I want what do I need right now what what does joy look like for me um what does peace look like for me what does rest look like for me so yeah it was really good oh my goodness it sounds like it it sounds quite honestly it sounds lovely (laughs) I there were were so many things that you were that you were saying that I was honestly getting like chills from um so I'm wondering are you okay if I like hit some of the highlights of those things that you said oh yeah for sure you know the first thing that you said about the book club like that just really hit me like how interesting that at that moment in your life when you just really wanted to have the 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 peace the joy and the rest that 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 would come into your life that that book club would come into your life and those women would come into your life there may be men I don't know are there men in there or just mostly women no it was just all women okay Mm -hmm. I was like wait a minute I assumed I don't want to assume (laughs) (laughs) so but you know 
it, it's almost like they were put there in your life to be able to help support support you and you support them and to really feel more connected in your community. And I just think that's absolutely beautiful. Yes, for sure. It was um, probably something that I wouldn't have made myself available to. But because I had my calendar blocked and everything, I was just free in that in that space in that month. I was able to take on something new and open myself up to something new, um, and it really, really was awesome. Yes, yeah, it really sounds like it. You know, the the other things like the journaling and the vision board and just really like taking a moment to figure out what you actually want in your life and out of your life. I I just think is such a tremendous step. You know, and I'm, I'm curious, did you do some of that after you read Girl, Wash Your Face? Or was it kind of at the same time that you started to think about this? Or? Um, Girl, Wash Your Face. Uh, I've, I'm on my third, like, read of it. But I yeah. initially read it in at the end of 2018. Um, then I read it again with the book club. And then I read it again, like, on a, a like, road trip. So, yeah. Um, so I definitely did some of the work again, listening to Girl Wash Your Face again. It kind of helped me um, reframe and refresh and think about, um, you know, my joy and what really brings me joy. So it, it was a good refresh for my third listen of the book or read of the book. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love that you have reread it because I have as well, um, which is not very usual for me, to be honest. Usually I'm like a one-time yeah. listener. Um, I, I listen to audiobooks, so I like listen to it once and then I'm done. Um, but I, I did think, I don't know if you felt this way, but the second time that I've only read it twice now, but the second time that I read it, I got something different out of it than the first time as well. Yes, for sure. For sure. You know, we, we can't we can't move past this without talking about your thank you notes that you wrote people. Oh my gosh, that is just like such a beautiful idea, a beautiful concept. And um it does just sound like it was so therapeutic for you to be able to get out some of those thoughts. It was. Um, I had this thought about, I went to a funeral and I watched people talk um, about this woman's life, um, you know, that was gone and uh, how much she meant to them and how much she, um, you know, impacted their lives. And it's like, what if she was able to hear that while she was living? Um, and so I decided that I would write these thank you notes and let people know how I feel about them and what they meant to me while they were still alive and able to receive it and know, you know, the impact that they had on my life. So um, it was just, it was beautiful. Yes. Oh, that is that's so powerful, truly, because I, I do believe as well that a lot of times we've impacted people's lives and people have impacted our lives and we just haven't taken the time to really let them know, you know, how, how yeah. much, in, you know, their, their involvement in our life has really mattered and how much it's changed our life. And, um, to be able just to let them know that and to not, not leave people wondering, or, you know, like you say, not leave things unsaid so that people can know that yeah. when they're here and living, rather than afterwards. I watched like coworkers and things like tell this person's children, like how, you know, wonderful they were. And I was like, you know, that's all great. Like nothing to knock against funerals and or anything like that. But it's like, if you could hear that while you were like still in the grind and still like living your day-to-day life, like that you matter and that you make a difference to people. Um, it, I think it's really a gift um, that more people should tap into. 
Yeah. I have to tell you, I'm like making mental lists right now. I'm like, okay, so here's what I need to do. I need to do like self-care some, some month. I don't know if it's going to be September. I need to write everyone that has ever impacted my life a letter. You are so inspiring me just to be able to really one take I almost think it's like taking a step back and, and reconnecting with like the, the foundation of life essentially, you know, like who are we? What are we? What are we here to do? And especially with that, you know, spiritual component that you have as well, and um, being able to just share share those thoughts with people. It's yeah, that's just I I truly believe that's life changing. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I think it is. I, I think I'm forever changed. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like, what are some? What are like maybe some of the biggest things that you notice, or it can be small too, but um, that have changed since since you did the self care September. I don't think there's anything that's just earth shattering, um, but I know that I'm, I'm, I just feel more centered. I feel more alive. I feel like I'm, um, I don't sweat the small things as much. Um, I also grounded myself in a gratitude practice in that month as well. I forgot to mention that, but just looking at life and saying, okay, you know, I'm immensely blessed for the life that I have, the body that I have, the, um, you know, the ability to breathe on my own, like it just grounded me, um, in, in joy and, um, it just grounded me in like rest and and thinking that, okay, if I feel a little off balance, like let's get back to the things that I know that make me, that recharge me. Um, and that, I think that's one of the things that I learned during that month, like I recharge alone. Um, some people recharge with other people. Some people recharge, you know, in, in groups, some people, you know, are a mix, but I learned that I recharge alone. So if I need that time to recharge, I, I can go back to some of those activities that I did during the month and say, okay, this is what I need to, you know, recharge and rest and, and, ground myself like maybe the whole weekend doesn't have to be spent at kids birthday parties maybe I can take you know five hours on a Saturday morning or wake up earlier or something to ground myself in what actually makes me joyful and what makes me tick yeah absolutely you know and truly don't you think that we I'm a firm believer that when we take care of ourselves you know first and we allow ourselves to really have those things that are really like soul fulfilling that it helps us to be a better parent to be a better friend to you know be a better sibling to yes. just really connect well with people in our lives yes for sure for sure have you noticed any like changes in your relationship since you you know since you went through the self-care september and finding that gratitude and um i have i have a really good girlfriend who checked on me during you know the the difficult season she checks on me like all the time and then I have uh, another really good girlfriend and since then we're like on this group text um and we just send each other like encouragement and vision and we root each other on and so I think out of that uh, and they were also they were also really inspired by self-care September too to do some kind of self-care week or something like that Um, So I think out of that, it has enriched my relationship with those two in particular. Um, And we're like really, really strong. And I think you don't have to have like a really big group of people, but just having those people that are like in your corner and that are rooting for you as well um, is really, really important. 
So um, my relationships as a whole, I feel like I'm more of a present and engaged mom now because I'm filling my, you know, vessel and my love tank uh, for myself. Um, and then the rest of my relationships, I don't, I haven't noticed a big change, but um, I think, you know, my good girlfriends and my children are like really, uh, I can see the difference in those, those relationships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just love that you have a group chat with a few of your friends. I do as well. And um, it, they really, it just does fill you up, you know, regardless of, of what it is, you know, sometimes we just have funny conversations and, you know, um, or, you know, maybe we'll send some exciting news or support or whatever that may look like. Uh, but the other day I, I went to my phone after I had, I'm a therapist. And so I had a session with a client and I uh, got on my phone. I had like 25 text messages. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> You know, I was thinking it was yeah. something terrible, but it was just that group of friends that were just, you know, going back and forth about when we're going to be able to, you know, spend some time again together. And it just feels good to stay connected with really healthy relationships. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about self-care and really, you know, in the African-American community, you know, what is what does that look like? Is it something that's accepted? Is it is it something that's supported or is it maybe a little bit newer? Um, I think it is definitely newer. Um, I think that culturally um, we've been taught as African-Americans, we've been taught we had to work twice as hard to get half as much Um, and that has been kind of ingrained in us because of slavery and because of um, you know post-Jim Crow era and things just not being even and not you know being being judged by the color of your skin you could be judged by your name so it is really really ingrained in the African-American culture to just grind and put up and shut up and grind and work so hard always be the best um and so i i on top of like a bunch of other uh issues with you know like there's a lot of issues in in um in the african-american community and a lot of trauma yeah um and so i think with some of the trauma and then the work hard message it is something that we don't do uh we don't take time for ourselves and and keep get our foot off the gas for a second just to rest and recharge. Um, There is some elements like in the entertainment industry where we are like African-Americans as the highest moviegoer. Uh That's not by coincidence. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's uh, some type of, you know, mental escape and kind of, um, you know, going and enjoying ourselves and entertaining ourselves and laughter and uh, comedy and things like that. We're a high consumer of comedy and a high, um, also a high, uh, there's a lot of African-American comedians as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's something that's newer. I think there's a younger generation that's kind of taking back and saying, okay, we do need to rest and we do need self-care, and especially for like black moms and there's, you know, single moms and things like that. Like, it's definitely something that is needed amongst the community. So, A big thank you to our sponsors, consultationandsupervision.com. Are you a social worker, a marriage and family therapist, or a counselor? Are you struggling to find supervision or consultation? So often we find ourselves searching for clinical supervision and coming to a dead end. 
Or we find ourselves with someone who can provide the hours, but isn't a great match for our niche and style. Well, look no further. Go to consultationandsupervision.com and scroll through a directory of therapists providing both of these services. Here, you will find a picture, short bio, and contact information so you can find not just any person, but the right person. And it's totally free. So head over to consultationandsupervision.com and start searching today. Now to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking us through that. You know, so many things that you said, you know, that generational trauma really is, is significant and it impacts so much. And that feeling of, you know, needing to work twice as hard. I mean, how overwhelming and, and unfair. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, it, it is a, uh, it's definitely unfair. Um, it's definitely something that is ingrained in us, and it's definitely something that is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of pressure for your children. It's a lot of pressure for you as a you know mother. It's a lot of just pressure. Um, I can't even imagine what my parents, even one generation you know ahead of me, had to go through. Um, so I, there is progress, but. Um, just knowing that like, you know, you can be stopped um, by the police just for the color of your skin or your name or, you know, something like that. So it's just a lot of um, fear and um, I think us working hard has been a way to uh, take control of that and and working so hard that we uh, work our way out of that situation. Uh, So yeah, I, I think that there is a component of rest that needs to be um, more of a cultural norm for African Americans. Yeah, where would you like to see things go? Like what? Like ideally, in the African American community, like what would you hope in the next like ten, twenty years? That's kind of a big question, but you know, that is a huge question. <laughs> we could probably spend like, I mean, multiple episodes talking about that and, and right. where that is, you know, but. Right. Um, I, if I could give an elevator speech, um, yeah. of course, I would love for, you know, different to be, you know, the norm, right? Yeah. So every walk, whatever different means to you, differently able, differently color, different name, different things, you know, yes. I would love for that to just be what makes us unique, what makes this country unique, what makes this, you know, world unique is our differences and our ability to be able to appreciate differences, specifically to the area of the African American community and rest. Um, I think that just even in the next five years, if we could have a big push and just um if we had a big push for therapy yeah um and then just a there just therapy to kind of ground ourselves in who we are and that we are loved and worthy and enough um if i if i could have one thing uh, for the african-american community to be like go to therapy and then just learn that we are worthy and yes you know we matter too you know so Yes. Um, but that starts from inside, right? That that doesn't start from outside. That starts from learning who you are inside. Yeah. Um, so, 
Huge question. I think we could, you know, spend this three more episodes yes. to talk about yes. what I want for, you know, the community as a whole. But yeah, and I, I honestly, we learned, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm, my apologies for interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, no. If we just learn like who we are and that we're worthy and that we are worthy as we are, not having to work so hard for worthiness and validation, um, that is what I would love for the next five, 10, 20 years. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I would honestly love, I mean, you can come back on the podcast whenever you want and have these conversations. You know, I think it's, um, it's, it's hard sometimes for, for people to really, I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be really real. It's hard sometimes for white people to hear about, you know, different experiences, you know, regardless of of backgrounds and diversity. And it's, it's hard to know how to respond and how to be an ally and be supportive without stepping on toes or, um, without coming across in a negative way and just really wanting to come from a place of like light and love and being able to like join in community. And so if you want to come back yeah. and you want to talk like 15 times, I am totally cool with that because I think that it's, I really do think it's needed. Oh, for sure. I would love to. Yeah. Well, we will definitely, we'll get that plan in the book. So everybody just have a look for that in the future. I think that would be fantastic. Um, if I could just say one thing, um, I have a friend who's a good girlfriend. She's white and she's raising her son. He is um, a white child blonde hair, blue eyes, the most beautiful little boy. Um, But she said that he is at the peak of privilege and that he has a responsibility to love other cultures and other communities and get to know other cultures and diversity. Um, She said that he, it is her responsibility to implant that in him and so that he can utilize his privilege to be an ally for others and I just thought that was the most beautiful thing um, that I've heard a white person say that she had a responsibility to raise her child to love others and love other cultures so I love that that's absolutely beautiful that is absolutely beautiful. You know, um, I, I have thought that before as well. And I've had conversations with my husband. He's a white male. And, and I've said that. I'm like, you know, I don't think that you fully understand and like can grasp like the privilege that you do have. And I think the minute, I don't know if you notice this, but the minute that you say like privilege to somebody, it kind of like, it almost, um, if people aren't in a good place, it kind of like puts up a wall. And, but but I think it's yeah. important to keep having those conversations because that that is accurate. I mean, it's a hundred percent true. There are things that that her son may be able to do that other people aren't able to do, or may be able to vocalize or step in or whatever that may look like. And so the fact that she has that insight and that she she wants to really raise this next generation in a different way is fantastic. Yeah, I I agree. Um, it was really really beautiful. Um, and I think that privilege is not a, I understand how it can be a defensive thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing if you are utilizing it in a way that is for good. Um, I don't think that it necessarily has to be um, something that gets our guards up and our defenses up, but say, you know, 
I'm, you know, have the full functional, you know, function of my uh, limbs and my ability. I can get up and walk and, and things like that. I am privileged physically. Yes. I can use that privilege to be an ally for someone that is differently able. Yes. Um, and that, you know, so it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's bad and but you can utilize that privilege to say you know what i'm i have this privilege to walk through this door let me pick up a ramp and help somebody what do you need so that you can also come through this door with me yeah oh i love that you know i heard recently too that there was this just blew my mind Uh, and it's one of those things where if you haven't had the experience you just really do not think about it Uh, but at one of the stadiums they had actually put like changing tables for adults i don't know if you read this in the news and it's the first stadium i can't remember which one it is my apologies but the first stadium that has this and so this has opened up a whole new world for anybody who's differently abled and who maybe you know would need that option and hasn't been able to do things like go to a professional football game or whatever that may look like and I think that being able to advocate for things like that that's a perfect example I'm so glad you brought that up and um and I'm glad that you talked about how privilege isn't necessarily you know a a bad like it doesn't have to be viewed in a bad way um you know I also think too like for sure don't you think when like our guards come up that's probably when we need to check ourselves a little bit yes in every area yeah Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that even when, um, you know, sometimes I'll have therapy sessions or I'll be talking with friends or whatever. And whenever I become a little bit uncomfortable, I'm like, okay, this is my time to lean into this. Like, what is this? What is making me? I'm literally leaning into my microphone right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, you know, but that's that's the thing about it. Like, what do like, how can I lean into that? You know, not just physically as I'm talking about, but like how just emotionally, like, how can I lean into whatever is uncomfortable for me even taking like time like we talked earlier taking time for yourself or um blocking off your whole month I just I'm like in awe of that you know that's that might be something that's uncomfortable but the fact that you just like lean into that and and made it work is so cool yeah so I want to talk a little bit too about your blog can you share like where that came from how you developed that and um where you hope that goes from here yeah so um I had wanted to start a blog of some sort for about six years. I wrote it on Facebook. It actually came up um, pretty recently, um, but I wanted to write a blog for about six years and love writing, love communicating with others and just never did it until I read Girl, Wash Your Face. Yes. <laughs> and so um, I love that Rachel Hollis is saying the world needs your spark the world needs your ideas and I was like you know what I'm gonna figure this out I'm gonna buy a domain and I'm just gonna go for it and so I love to read I love to listen to audiobooks I have a pretty long commute so I listen to a lot of audiobooks all the time and then I love you know reading the physical books as well um, so I just developed a blog called listenupandread.com um, and during this time of you know these blogs and not blogs so sorry pausing you're good uh as I developed my um, blog around audiobooks and um, physical books my good girlfriend was telling me about podcasts the world of podcasts and I started listening to podcasts and I would listen to tons and tons and tons of them I find them more conversational so I can multitask a little bit better while I'm listening to a podcast or uh, you know, work and do other things. So uh, I just love podcasts. So I added that element to uh, my 
blog. So Listen Up and Read was a really good name to yes. encompass both of those. It's like it was meant to be the whole time. <laughs> I love that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love exactly. That. That's awesome. You know, I, I did not prep you for this. So my apologies for putting you on the spot. But I am wondering if you had to recommend like, and you can do it either podcast or books or both if you want, but like three books that you're like, these are the ones people absolutely need to read right now. Do you have thoughts on what they might be? Yes. For books, I've, I've talked about it a ton of times already, but Girl, Wash Your Face is my number one favorite book. Um, after that, I love Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. Um, I just, it's a celebrity memoir, but uh, it's a really good book. I love that book. Um, my third one, I think, I just read this recently, but I think I would have to pick it, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Oh, yeah. Is that pretty good? Uh, that, it is really good. It's really, really good. Um, it's all about five seconds to change your life and the science behind it Uh, I'm a big snoozer in the morning I will push snooze for like 30 minutes (laughs) and she talks about she talks about just launching yourself like at like a rocket and then getting on with your day so um, I love that book that's fantastic what about podcasts is that do you have thoughts on that or is that a little bit harder for you it's not harder for me Um, I love Ed Milet's pilot podcast. Oh yeah. Um, I call him my uncle Ed. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I just love, I mean, I really, really, really love him. Um, another one I would, I love Oprah's master class. Oh, she has a lot of celebrities. You can tell that she's asking them questions, but they're just, it's only their responses. So oh, edit cool. it out to just have their responses. Yeah, I love that. Podcast. And which one is that? I didn't quite uh, hear. I'm sorry. Sorry, Oprah's Masterclass. Okay. Say, so I know that I follow one of Oprah's, but I don't believe that's what it is. So, Masterclass. Awesome. I'm gonna check that out. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And then I love uh, for the love with Jane Hatmaker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> She's awesome. She is the best, isn't she? I'm like, I have to see her speak somewhere. I really do. I'm actually, I'm yeah. going to rise in Fort Myers in like a week or so, you know? And uh, oh, I, nice. yeah, I am so hopeful that Jen Hatmaker is there. That will make my, probably my, my year. I'm not going to lie. She is so funny. I just love her. Have you ever listened to I, um, That Sounds Fun with Annie F. Downs? No, I haven't. I'm going to have to add that. Yeah, I wonder if that might be one that you might like. It's kind of along the same lines as as Jen Hatmaker. I mean, she's, you know, operates obviously different because she's a different person. But um, she, you know, it does have a Christian perspective. um, But she has people on her podcast and just talks to them about life. And sometimes it's musicians and famous people. And sometimes it's her friends. And (laughs) it's just really good. So I really like that one, too. You might like that one. And if I had one honorable mention. um, Yeah. My good girlfriend just launched the podcast this year. Also, after watch, reading Girl, Wash Your Face, is Melanated Mom. If you want a like really good uh, perspective on um, motherhood, motherhood, uh, she raises creatives. Uh, she's uh-huh. also African-American. She has a really, really good perspective on things. So uh, she is one of my dearest friends, but I've really... I recommend her podcast as, you know, being up there with a Jen Hatmaker. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm going to check that out. And can you say the name one more time for everyone? 
Melanated Mom. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm excited to listen to that one, too. So thank you for sharing that. And I'll try to get that linked as well, if that's okay with you, on the uh, website, too, so people can check that out. That might be a little bit easier for them to find some of the books and podcasts and such that you've shared. So has there ever oh, been sure. has there ever been a book that you, I mean, we don't have to call it out by name, but has there ever been a book that you've read and you were like, this has kind of been a waste? There, uh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. There was a time that I was like reading a lot of uh, YA, and I love, I love YA. But yeah. there was a couple books in there that I was like, yeah, maybe my thirty-something-year-old self is a little too, yeah. <laughs> too older for, too mature for this uh, type of book. So yeah. Yeah. I always feel like it's kind of a balance, really. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'll, like, really love it, and other times I'm like, oh, this is a little bit too kooky for me. Like, I'm not quite there. Yeah. I do love yeah. Julie Murphy, if you've read any of her books at all. Um, she's really fantastic, too. She has, like, Dumplin' and Puddin' oh, yeah, and yeah. All, oh, all sorts of them. And what I really love about her writing, too, is that her main characters, a lot of times, are actually, like, plus-size people, which you don't find a lot. Oh, nice. And so I really like that as well, because that feels really inclusive, too. Um, and honestly, I I was thinking back after I had read um, one of the books, and I honestly don't think when I was a teenager that I ever remember any lead characters being bigger people at all, and how much that probably would have changed my life to have been able to read something like that at that age, you know? It's just pretty, it's pretty cool that she's she's yeah. doing that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your recommendations. That is awesome. So one more time, if you can just tell everybody your website and then um, social media, if you want to share that with people as well. Okay, um, my website is listenupandread.com. Um, I am on Instagram as Listen Up and Read, and then I'm also on Facebook under listenupandread.com. Awesome. People can definitely check that out. Like I say, we'll make sure that we link to all of that. You know, there is a question that I ask everyone on the podcast. Are you okay with me asking you it? Yes, for sure. Okay. So if you had to think of your biggest encouragers in life, it doesn't have to be one person because that's, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) But if you could think of, it could be about this situation um, in your transition. It could just be about life in general. Who would you say are some of your biggest encouragers? The friend that I shouted out, the melanated mom, uh, she has just uh, radically changed me for the better because she just checks in on me. Mm. She uh, just will not, she won't let anything, I feel like she wouldn't let anything happen to me because she would check on me. Like if you had that one friend that like if you went missing, she would find (laughs) you because she would check on you. Yes. she, uh, she's just awesome. So, uh, my mom, I talk to my mom every day, um, on my way to work. So, uh, I would also say my mom is, you know, my biggest cheerleader. And then I would also say my dad, because my dad is like, I don't talk to him every day. Like I do my mom, but he, I just know that he has my back yeah. uh, no matter what. So, uh, my parents, uh, my good girlfriend who just checks in on me, uh, I have another friend who's just really supportive and um, in a subtle way, but like always has my back to let me know, like whatever I'm going to be doing, like let's do it to the fullest. So uh, those, yeah, 
those three relationships that's awesome thank you so much for sharing that you know it's so great to have those people in our lives truly just to support us through through different things and and honestly just know that they're always there that those type of relationships are um you know just so important in our lives i do have to say though that when you were talking about your first friend that you mentioned i thought of the movie taken have you ever seen it with liam neeson where his daughter, yeah. where his daughter's taken. I'm like envisioning your friend. Like, yeah. I will find you. I will use my particular set she of skills. Would. <laughs> I love she that. would. There was times where like I would get, you know, I, I would, I, it was a time in my life where I was kind of isolated um, and I was isolating because of some different hurts and things that I was feeling. And she would just like text me, how you doing? Like, I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. Like what's going on? Um, and would, you know, encourage me and give me funny memes like whatever it was like she just would always look out for me so I really really appreciate her and it makes me want to do that for someone else too like you know I haven't heard from you in a while like what's going on how you doing like you know is life okay so yeah really good Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Anna, truly, for being on the show and for, you know, sharing about your your um, life transition and self-care September and just really your hopes and desires. And, um, oh, my gosh, your blog and your podcast or, of the books in the podcast. I'm actually going to go totally look at all your reviews and check those out. I'm always I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for like new, you know, new things to listen to. I love podcasts as well. So new things to listen to and new books to read. And I just think um, you sound like a great resource for all of us to be able to keep up on like what is what is what's going to be some great resources out there. So, yeah, I love it. It's really good creative space for me. So uh I hope you enjoyed as much as I do, but I'm really proud of my my blog. Yes, that is fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.